I'm Jennifer Clare, and this is Kitchen Radio. This cooking podcast takes place in a different home kitchen every episode, where my guest teaches me how to cook one of their favorite dishes. I've been a culinary instructor for 18 years and run a cooking school for home cooks in New York City, but truthfully, I'm always more interested in what other people are cooking. Some of my guests are professional chefs, and just as many are passionate home cooks. I'm a teacher at heart, so I'm packing my microphone so you have a chance to learn right along with me. Today I'm joining Erica Wides in her apartment kitchen in Brooklyn, New York. Erica is one of our school's beloved chef instructors and the host of Funny People Making Food, a YouTube series that follows her attempts to teach comedians how to cook. Since Erica teaches our handmade bagel workshop, and I've never actually attempted to make one from scratch, I thought it was time to remedy that hole in my repertoire and have her show me the ropes. I'll happily gloat that the bagels we made were, at the very least, on par with some of the best bagels I've ever eaten. I also created a signature bagel using some of the add-ins from Erica's well-stocked kitchen, which I'm surprised is not in rotation at every bagel shop. You'll want to hear all about that. Listen in. Okay, here we are in... Where are we? We're in my kitchen. (laughs) Me, Erica Wides. Yes. Your instructor. My illustrious your... chef instructor. Yes. So we decided to, makes perfect sense, I would start uh, coming into the school's instructor's homes and have you teach me something that you teach at the school that I could never jump in and teach. So, Yeah, it's true. We have a couple of classes that are like very niche specific. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what are, we co- what are we cooking today? Um, let's make some bagels. Yes. All you right. Know? So we teach a bagel and soft pretzel, pretzel workshop at the school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, I realize I've literally never made never a bagel. Never made a bagel. Probably eaten thousands in my life. But... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to know how to make it from scratch. Because okay. people go crazy about this class. It's always sold out. So yeah, people seems like love it. an important thing to mm-hmm. know how to make. Um, yeah, so what I do in the class is we make what I call speed bagels. Speed bagels. Speed bagels. It's like because, speed dating. Yeah, because our classes bagels. are under three hours long. Yes. And um, so to make any sort of bread product start to finish in under three hours is really a stretch. True. Because bread, you know. Right. People well, often ask why yeah. we don't have any bread, bread making classes. classes. I was like, because, because we don't like to pull out a finished bread yeah, from behind the scenes. Right, and we don't want to like spend the night here. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> although some of us have. Uh, <laughs> Shh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I call this speed bageling. Okay. And so what I've done is kind of retweaked. I've tweaked the recipe to just like up the yeast a little bit and okay. shorten the proof proving time. Okay. Because really what you want to do when you make bread is to get the best flavor, you want to go long, slow, and cold yes. fermentation. For proofing. Yeah, for okay. pro- it's, it's for fermentation, really. Oh. Like So the colder and slower you let your bread dough rise or ferment, the better your flavor's going to mm-hmm. be. It's kind of like the slower the yeast have so, like, time. overnight in a fridge overnight. is ideal? Yeah, or even uh. longer. Like, <clears throat> some of, like, the best breads, like, places like Bianqui or, you know, Balthazar, places like that, they yeah. do these really cold, slow ferments, like, up to, like, 36, 48 hours. Okay. Like, the guy who owns Bianqui does, like, a 72-hour ferment sometimes. Oh. And that's how you get just, like, that amazing artisanal bread, you know, structure that has the big airy holes and uh-huh. that moisture and that great flavor and depth. So the the slower you let your bread rise, the better it tastes. Okay. But 
But we've only, but this is a 30 minute podcast. 30 minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, so let's make these damn bagels. Yeah, so I've upped the yeast. And the, the nice thing about bagels, too, is they don't really need a very long rise because they're small. Yeah. And you don't want them really big and puffy. You want them to right. stay kind of tight. I agree. So they don't I need. I don't like the big, airy. No. Ugh. Yeah. Though the puffy, like the, the yeah. corner coffee guy cart bagels, yes. they're the worst. You want them kind Cotton-y. of dense. Cotton. So, so we're in New York. Do you, we are do, in what do you think about the New York City water? theory that that's why our bagels are so much better. So it's been tested and disproven. Ah, oh, but damn it. So what? We can, <laughs> right, we exactly. Can whatever you want we can, to believe. We can, our own news. This is America. These are real facts, right? We still have the rights to To come up with our own theories. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, cool. I don't know, but um, the water probably has something to do with it. All okay. right, so let's grab a bowl. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we're going to mix by hand because we... Don't want to hear the mixer going. No. Right. So first thing we want to do is get our water. Um, we need a cup and a half of warm water. Now, okay. bread. Do you believe in warm water? What you want from your water yeah. when you make bread is body temperature. Okay. Because guess what? Yeast love body temperature. They're like body temperatures. That's why they bloom in your armpits. Exactly. That's why you're covered in them. <laughs> covered and when in I yeast. teach, I always tell people that, and it freaks them out. I'm like, yeah. you know, you're covered in yeast. Yeah. It's all over it's you. It's all natural. It's in your mouth. Right. It's, you know. So I learned when I was learning to make bread years ago that, well, first of all, you don't want it to be too hot because right. you could kill the you yeast. You can kill it. But also the whole proofing stage is literally just that. You're just proving that the yeast is alive, that that. The foaminess of the yeast is yeah. only for your. It's only for you. It is as the baker. Right. It really it doesn't is matter just if you proof it or to not. To prove that your yeast is alive, and right. if you buy yeast from a place that keeps it in the fridge and they do a fairly high turnover, you don't have to worry about your yeast being dead. It's yeah. really not. I know. I've never encountered in all my years ever like a package of Fleischmann's yeast. No, that never was never been dead. No, it's always been alive. Yeah. Because I, when I learned to, from this woman, she just threw raw powdered yeast into her flour. She skipped yeah, the whole proofing stage. She's like, you don't need to prove anything to me. Yeah, that's called the straight dough mixing method. Okay. As opposed to the gay dough mixing method. The what? <laughs> straight versus gay. But um, No, but what, but, 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 but by dissolving your yeast in water first, you give it a little jump start. Yeah. You get it moistened up and it starts to soften. And that's kind and of. And right, since we're doing a quick bagel. We're doing a quick bagel, yeah. we're okay. gonna do that. But we don't really care about the for, sort of initial proof because we know this yeast is good because it's the same yeast I just used in a class the other day. Okay. Right, so we have our cup and a half of warm water. Yep. And what I always tell people is, you know, you want that water to be right around body temp. And if you don't have a thermometer, you just, just use your finger, your, your, yeah. your human that thermometer. That feels kind of cool to me. See, to me, I barely feel it. Maybe you're a reptile. Cold blooded, maybe, but like, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Now that finger, my other finger did different. not register that. Register but what you cool. want it to, yeah. you want it either to like, feel you don't want to feel it at all, right? So it's the temperature or of your body, slightly warm, slightly hot. But it's fine. Okay. Your your range is sort of anywhere between like ninety and one ten. Okay, is fine. Yeah, right. So we've got that, and then it's two packets of yeast. So a so yeast packet is two and a half teaspoons. Right. So it's five teaspoons. Five teaspoons of yeast. yeast. Okay. So, so how many bagels will this make? This makes like ten to twelve, depending on how okay. big we make them. A dozen, let's say. Let's call it a dozen. We're gonna call right. it a dozen. One, one, three, four. So your recipe says here high gluten bread flour. So definitely, I would. It makes sense that you would use right. bread flour. Yes. Um, for dough, for bagels especially, because you want that chew. Yep. Is that what the gluten does? Gives yeah. you that chew. Yeah. So let's get this mixed up. Let me grab a fork. Um, 
basically just find a clean floor. Here we go. <laughs> Here, why don't you start mixing that up? Okay. And we're going to add a little sugar to right. that. So right. They had, so the yeast has something to eat. So the yeast has something to eat. It's like a little jump starter. So do you ever use honey? Because oh, yeah, I was just—I walked down the street when I was oh. coming here. Black Seed Bagels, which is honey? on the corner. Well, they have a big sign outside that says "Honey Dipped Bagels," and I asked the, the guy who worked there didn't really know much about his own bagels, but I not. said, "What does that mean, honey dipped?" And I think they put honey in the water, but I think a little bit of honey. I just, put honey in the water when I boil them. Oh, you do? Yeah. So you make honey dipped bagels? I guess that's what they mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, no, but the, sh I mean, you could, I guess, use honey instead of sugar in the yeast. Yeah. Just as your Just for start. flavor as opposed to flavor. I mean, no I have flavor. plenty of honey. Let's do it. Yes, you've got your bees. Yeah. Um, so let's do a teaspoon so this of honey is in there. So local instead. bee honey, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you definitely have to use honey. Here, use, your, yeah. use your finger. I'm obsessed with anyone who has bees. I know, you've seen my bees. I have, but I actually, I don't, I guess I've had your honey. I gave you a jar. You did? Oh, well, then I have. <laughs> it was delicious. Uh, I brought it to your house. <laughs> that was a while. It was just over the summer. Over the it went summer. very fast. I know. I don't know how that happened. All right, so I've got warm water, honey. Yeah. Yeast. It's all dissolved It's now. all dissolved. Okay. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll scale out our flour. Okay. So scale out, that's a fancy culinary term put for it on the scale. Way, way, way. And the reason <laughs> in bread baking, and in most professional commercial baking, you always weigh your flour as yes. opposed to measuring by volume, is because measuring by volume is completely unreliable right. and inaccurate because yep. flour is filled with air and it's highly compactable. And yeah. so if you and I and everybody else scooped up a cup of flour yeah. to measure it, and then put that on the scale, they would all weigh different yeah. amounts. So the only way to be truly accurate is to weigh out right. your flour. It's funny, I do, you know, I'm a professional cook, but it took me up till almost 10 years ago to buy a scale. Like I kind of didn't oh, I love a scale. agree with that, like all that precision. I guess I'm a little bit anti anything precise, um, but the minute I got a scale, now I use it for everything. And I love well, it. And actually even the New York Times all the recipes yes, now are. come with weight because they also and they do it in metric, which I love because for their I global in, population. I believe in the metric system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we want twenty ounces. That thudding you're hearing is this giant pound, yeah. ten pound bag right. of bread so, flour. This is a bag of bread flour. King Arthur flour, King Arthur. my favorite brand. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to sponsor your show. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> King Arthur flour. Are you listening? If you're listening. Yeah. So bread flour yep. is a higher gluten flour than all-purpose flour, right? So all-purpose flour is usually somewhere between 9 and 11% protein. Yeah. And bread flour is anywhere between like 11 and 13, 14. And then you can even go higher. You can go to high gluten or it's called, un it's unfortunately named All Trumps. That's what? the brand I've name. I've never even seen that. Yeah. Or patent flour. Where That's would you buy them? You don't, can't buy that You can't buy retail. it in the store. No, right. but you can order it, like from King Arthur or someplace oh. like that. But like when I was it's working. It's called All Trumps? All Trumps. That's the name brand, the Pillsbury oh, All Trumps. Oh, I see. Comes in these 50-pound bags. That's high gluten flour. That's even higher. And that's used in commercial big operations yeah. where they have these giant mixers that can handle that level of gluten. Got it. It must be really tough to stir. Yeah. So, you know, gluten is a protein, right? It's the protein in wheat, and it's the protein that gives chewiness and structure to bread. Okay. And so with something like a bagel, you want it oh, chewy. Yeah. So you want Number to use a higher chewy flour. flour product. Yeah, of course. So you could do this with all-purpose flour, but they won't be that good. Okay. Yeah. Good to so know. So you got to buy So it's 100% bread flour, no mixing. 100% bread okay. flour. Okay. Yeah. So we so need we 20, 20 ounces, ounces right? Which approximately is four and a half cups. Yeah. So yes, everybody, a digital scale is one of the most fun things ever. Wait, I just love it. to ounce. 
not fluid ounces, not grams. That's grams, milliliters. Wait, this is way too high tech. Here that's we go. your. That's four. Yeah, yeah. Four point two. <laughs> you can weigh anything you want there. So twenty ounces. Twenty ounces is one pound four ounces. Exactly. Right, so, so we're almost one point three, three point four, three point five, three point six, this three point nine. This is why I like the metric system. Go, go. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's our flour. And I like to keep my flour in the freezer. Yes. Keeps it much fresher. Yes, I agree. Espe and I would say especially whole grain whole flour. Whole grain, absolutely. Do not ever put whole wheat flour in your pantry. No, unless you it goes rancid. love grain moths and spoiled flour. Yeah, and you can tell that a grain product has gone rancid because it smells like Play-Doh. Yes. Well, same thing with oils. Yeah. Like any kind of, anything that smells like a chemical, a yeah. crayon. It's that Play-Doh smell. Yeah. All yeah. right, so we've got our, okay, so we've got our flour. flour there. Let's get a whisk. And when do you add the salt? Because what I understand about salt is you do not add salt to yeast right. or it will inhibit its quote-unquote proofing. Yeah, well, salt can kill yeast. Ooh. Yeah, so if they come in contact directly, the salt can kill the yeast. So you want your salt well distributed throughout your flour Got it. before you add So what that. kind of so salt, the ever-important question, yeah. what kind of salt do you use for bagels? I for cooking, kosher use salt, kosher salt. salt for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I find that sometimes when I bake, if I use kosher salt, especially with bread products or dough products, I get a little square of white, like where the where the flake dissolves, it uh, leaves behind this weird white. Like a little stain. Dimple. Yes. Oh, in my, um, that happens when I'm making, I'm trying to think what I've made. Oh God, happens. Actually, that actually happens mostly when I'm making pie crust. If I use kosher salt and I let the pie crust sit, I have the I can see the little salt oh, yeah. crystals. Well, a lot of bakers specifically use fine salt. For right. For so that's baking, what I learned. For dissolving. When I used to do recipe testing, we would only use table salt. Yeah. An iodized table salt for baking and kosher salt for everything else. But yeah. you're using kosher salt, I use kosher so salt hey. for everything. Okay, so here, whisk that salt in because okay. we want that well distributed. And then we're going to add some more sugar to this. So the bagel dough okay. actually is a little teeny bit sweet. No, I like a little sweetness to yeah. my bagel. So we need two tablespoons of sugar. Okay, where's that? It's up in the corner behind the hemp and the bagels. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't pull it down. There we go. Yep. So we're going to add okay. our two tablespoons of sugar into there. there. Yes. I just, sorry, just Whoops. flew it oh, on your okay. floor. Here we go. Okay. Please, have you seen my yes, floor? Yes, I've seen your floor, so I'm not too worried about it. When okay. I thought that we were about to demolish and renovate, yeah. I stopped cleaning you let my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, well, I'm, I'm about to rip like, out the I kitchen. I am not going to clean this kitchen. Like, why should I clean it? <laughs> Until it's, uh, oh, yeah. I just found your secret ingredient here. Oh, this is the everything bagel seasoning. Yeah, Oh, you have we an industrial more. size. Yeah, So this is what more. we're going to sprinkle on our bagels. This yeah. is a mixture of sesame seeds, salt, garlic, Onion, black sesame seeds, and poppy seeds. Mm -hmm. It's like a sprinkle, a dream sprinkle. It's the dream sprinkle. Oh my God, that would be good on anything. I'd I put that well, on hummus. We buy like six at a time. So what else do you do with that sprinkle I other than put that every morning on my quinoa. I have quinoa oh. with an egg for breakfast <gasps> and some kind of vegetable, and I put that on it. How come everybody doesn't have everything bagel seasoning mix? In their pantry. I don't know. You should. Yeah. Everybody that just should have the, it. And that's the, the yum of so size. many things. Yeah, eggs um, especially. And it's a really good price. Like smoked salmon, cream cheese, and a sprinkle of that. Yeah. Who needs the bagel? D exactly. Skip you know what else the bagel. It's great on yeah. roasted cauliflower. Whoa. When I teach. Post roasted or before, before you roast you it? Before you toss it and then you roast. Oh my God. So a toast in the oven. Yeah. Dang. Everything bagel. You know what? I'm teaching that. I'm teaching. Uh, Six basics. 
Um, yeah, so I can try that. Well, there's tonight. one at school. Great. <laughs> well, I know you bring it in. Because I bring it in. Okay. Yeah. So I've mixed okay. the salts in here and, and then the sugar salt and our in flour the flour. And sugar. Yeah. And now look, our yeast looks foamy. Oh, I call it's this, proved itself. I call this the yeast latte. It does look like latte. Yeah, and so you have that foam on top. So that's some very healthy, active, okay. vibrant It looks yeast. like an oat milk latte. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> beige so you always want to give another little stir because okay. some of your yeast can settle so to the bottom. So we're going to put the and then we're gonna oat milk yeast the latte, oat milk latte in here. Okay. Right in Whisking there. Whisking it in. Whisk that in. So whisk is the right thing. This well, is going like to be start that with soft whisk, dough. But then yeah. as soon as you hit that now point. now it's all yeah, now embedded in the whisk. I mean, you could use a fork. All right. I meant to actually take the whisk away, but... Don't, yeah. listeners at home, don't whisk, because yeah. it just clumps Use up. a whisk or a fork to get your salt distributed, yeah. but then... But then switch, switch to what? to a wooden spoon okay. or your hands, because we're well, about I'm gonna to do start my hands. meeting anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like okay, to get... everything in there. I like to get personal with my dough. Oh, yeah, you gotta... You have to know what You know why? Because... Like. Right, so... One of the reasons... I will definitely use a mixer if I'm in a rush, but mm -hmm. one of the things I love about dough like pie dough or like bread dough, pita dough, is that it makes you have to use your hands. And I would oh, yeah. say, you know. Oh, I'm all about getting your hands. Like you have it's just, to it's know It's more how it meditative feels. and zen and your and hands are the better. best. Comes out better. And then I feel like you look at the bagel or the, or the pie crust and you're like, I really did make that. If yeah. you have a machine mixing it, it takes away the personality Absolutely. of the hand kneading. And also... Kneading dough, A, yeah. is a good upper body workout. Okay, there we go. B, is a very good exfoliant for your hands. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have, so you have such supple hands. Supple hands. and just So I'm kneading this in the bowl, first. which is good yep. because yep. This, all the stray flour isn't right. flying all over your exactly. kitchen. Exactly. So you're, you want to get it it's to very this shaggy. point. It, that's, you know that's what it's called, shaggy mass? Shaggy mass. That's the technical term oh, where okay. we're at, is shaggy mass. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And you're tall, so you can you right. have the leverage get to get in there. In my ball. I would be standing on a little box. <laughs> and then once you've picked up all that stray flour, we yeah. can transfer to the table or okay. we'll put it and on then the still pat. So how do you have just you know, different breads require a different amount of kneading? This, so do you knead until it's smooth as a baby's bottom? You wanna knead this for a good five to seven minutes. Right. So it'll be like a baby's bottom who's done a lot of squats because you want a that tough baby's, baby's to bottom have, to have a tight bottom. Okay. Because what we're looking so to we're, do here, we're kneading this out on a silpat mat, which I love yeah. because it's a non-stick. We non want to develop thin, a lot of gluten. You know, I think this needs a little more flour. It's very sticky. Well, when you're making bread, okay, don't fear stickiness. Oh, because good moisture. Tip. Moisture in bread making is really critical to giving you a great texture and a great structure. Okay. And often when people make bread, they freak out because the dough is a little sticky and they over add flour. Oh, that so, is very good to know because yeah. I'm one of those people. Because you'll notice this is very sticky, but it's actually not even sticking to my hands. It's sticky just by texture, but it's not a big mess. Right now, if you after you had mixed it, if you had washed and dried your hands and yeah. then started kneading, you wouldn't be it wouldn't be sticking. Right, this is all left over from the initial right. kneading. And notice that as you're kneading, it's getting less sticky. You know, it's like coming together, and it's going to get. It is, smoother. although I'm, I yeah. think it's getting more sticky because I'm getting oh. now all the water is absorbing the flour. It's still manageable. It's sticky, yeah. but it's not actually sticking all over my hands. Right. As long as it's manageable. It's tacky. Let's call it tacky. tacky. And as long like as it's manageable, keep. you want to just stay with it like that because you, the more flour you add, the drier your dough gets and the drier your bread will be. I don't want that. 
Oh, yeah. So if you've ever seen, like, you know, like I was saying, like Bianqui or places like that, yeah. their bread has that incredible kind of airy, loose interior yeah. with a lot of moisture. Yeah. Their doughs are super slack when they work with them. Slack meaning? Meaning like really like loose and oh. soft. Oh, slack. Right. That makes sense. Like when you watch them knead that adjective. dough, it's not like a tight ball. It's like a, it's loose. It looks like a, like a living blob. Yeah. And you have to kind of just get beyond this idea that your dough is like this stiff thing. Because you want all that moisture in it. It sounds kind of gooey. Yeah, you and can if you hear get this tired. On my mic. I don't know, I kind of love this. Okay, keep going. I haven't kneaded dough for a while. All right. I already worked out, so you can do it. <laughs> I have not worked out today. <laughs> so, this feels good. And then this, my yeah. OCD is kicking in. Get what? this off those I'm just going to wash my hands because okay. it's, yeah. it's, it's not as pleasurable when you've got shaggy, shaggy dough mass. all over your hands. Do you have a, a towel? Yeah. There's paper towels there. Right in front of you. No paper towels. Okay, here. Come on. I, I'm. You're misconservation minded. I am. Um, yeah, so there's all these cool terms in baking, like shaggy mass. Mm -hmm. And my other favorite one is the gluten matrix. Ooh, I like that. So as you're kneading, what's happening is those gluten protein molecules which when they're in the flour, they're just think of them as like little tightly curled up, like little balls of like stretchy yarn. Yeah. And then when they get wet, they, it starts to unravel. Okay. Like a little you know, ball of yarn unravels. But then as you start to work with it, because it's stretchy, all of those strings of gluten start getting stretched sort of like out a, and locked up together. Like woven together. Sort of like locked up in like a 3D mesh. Yeah. So and create, that's the matrix. And that is the gluten matrix. So when you develop more, the more matrix you've got, the ch more chew you have. Right. So the more elastic your gluten gets, the more you're going to be able to lock it together in this matrix, yeah. better structure. And then locked up in that matrix are all your yeast. And what the yeast, of course, are doing now yeah. and beginning to do is they're coming back to life because they were... Dried, Dormant, right? yeah. They were, like, they were asleep, like they a were bear. like in a coma. That's what I say. They're in like <laughs> suspended animation. Okay. And the water and the water, and the heat and the sugar are all what bring them back to life. Yeah, the water brings them back to life, and then mm -hmm. they're hungry because they've been in a coma. Right. For so months. they got to eat the sugar. So they they're eating, eating your bees' honey. They're eating the carbohydrates in the flour and the sugars. Got it. And when they eat, of course, like every little creature, yep. they digest and then they excrete carbon dioxide. Yeah. That's what it is. So yeast farts. Yeast farts. Yep. yep. That's why I like teaching bread to little kids because they love <laughs> like, that it's full of yeast farts. Right. And yeah. that's what makes it rise. And that's what makes it rise. So all those billions of micro bubbles of carbon dioxide get trapped inside the matrix. Great. Now this, to my untrained eye, looks like it's... Keep going. Oh, keep going. Keep all going. right. My untrained eye, apparently. Keep going. This is why I don't make successful bagels, because my patience is, I'm like, okay, the dough is come together. Well, you could do it by machine, too. I know, but, but we don't I would not have it. earned this yeah. bagel. Um, so, that, so having a really kind of tight, complicated gluten matrix is yeah. important, because then all So your... kneading develops the matrix, mm -hmm. and so does the using a high gluten flour. Right. And then your carbon dioxide bubbles get trapped in there. And then as the dough rests in a warm place, mm -hmm. those gases expand. So we're doing and then, a... And they rise. And they rise. So we're doing... You said we're doing a quick bagel. Yeah. So, so we're going to do a quick bagel. So we're going to... How long is the rising for that? Form these. And then we're just going to give them what's called a bench proof, which is like 15 minutes. Okay. But 
if you had the time and you wanted to do this slower and develop better flavor and better structure, you could form them and then cover them, put them in the fridge and let them proof in the fridge instead. Overnight. Or as long as you It's a lot of yeast, so maybe like more like a, an hour or two. Okay. Yeah. So when you say bench uh, proof, bench refers to the, your Just counter. Your table, yeah. yeah. When you bake, it's a bench, not a table. <laughs> I don't know why. But that's. It's like bench scraper, that tool. Yes, right here, my bench scraper. Right. Maybe right. that's a pastry term for the. Which I could never find at school because they keep Am getting. Am I still hidden. going? Sure, why not? Okay. I'm enjoying watching you. I might pause you while pause. I keep, well, only because I don't want to have to have everybody listen to, to us need for 20, 20 minutes, minutes of, uh, I'll take over. And we're back. And we're back. All right, so. Nice, soft, we're nice and smooth. smooth and soft. And when you, you kind of pull back the dough, like yeah. behind you itself, you, you know, just to look yeah. for a nice smooth you're, surface. You're sort of pulling the dough apart and then folding it behind itself. Yeah. Just to see if it, um, yeah, and it tears looks, at all. Yeah. When you stretch it. Um, but this looks good. I mean, it's smooth, but it's got sort of a webby look yeah, to it. It does have a good. webby thing as you matrix. sort of pull it. Oh my God, yeah. that matrix. It's very plausibly a matrix. <laughs> so Maybe, you sort um, of stretch the dough and you see if it, if it sort of has a webbing. It almost looks yeah. like, yeah, there's webbing in there. Yeah, like some doughs when you do, you want it to look really smooth. Yes. But this, because of this high gluten flour and everything. It won't ever get that it, smooth. It won't get that smooth. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we keep so going. we've got a giant ball of dough. Now we're going to cut into. 10 pieces, 12 pieces? Um, yeah, 10. We'll okay. do 10. Mm -hmm. So you're using your bench scraper now, to cut it. Now, at this point, yeah. if you wanted to do, dare I say it, cinnamon raisin. <gasps> Sacre bleu! No. Okay. Yeah. You would swirl your cinnamon and raisins in. Okay. You would soak your raisins. I say that, but I actually love cinnamon raisin bagels, so I don't know why. I just sounded kind of funny to say sacre bleu. <laughs> what kind of New York Jew are <laughs> you? Yeah. I know. Sometimes, well, I'm, I'm a really, I'm an equal opportunity bagel eater. Yeah, yeah. no. Sometimes and I need a little sometimes. sweet. Yeah, like I'm okay with a cinnamon raisin bagel. What no. I cannot abide is things like blueberry. No, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. That's going That's over just, the line. It's or the rainbow goodish. bagel. Ugh. I know. Rainbow anything. I, <laughs> or the green bagels on St. Patrick's yeah, Day. No, okay, we could go good. on and on. Yeah. Okay, but if you were going to do something like a cinnamon raisin, you would want to swirl it in now. Okay. Yeah, what is You know what would be good? It's like a turmeric basil. Like it's sprinkled turmeric in it, like make a turmeric swirl. Like a yellow one? Yeah. Like an egg bagel. Yeah. That's they must put turmeric in that, because yeah. clearly that is not the yellow from an egg. No. <laughs> You'd need like an ostrich yolk for yeah. that. Okay. Okay, so that feels pretty good. Yeah. See how springy that is yeah. when you poke your you finger, poke it bounces finger right back. It's like a trampoline. Yeah, so that's Great. how you know we okay. have... Developed our we gluten. We have gluten. So now we want to... Oh, Cut scale's coming scale. back out. Now, Fancy. you don't have to use the scale. You could just eyeball We've it. We've got to do some math now, so we're going to weigh we the... We want four-ounce pieces. Oh, okay. Nice! 3.8. We'll call that four ounces. Well. Oh, you, oh you're a perfectionist. She just cut off a 0.2-ounce piece Let's and wants me to... 4.1! Oh, Eric! Oh, 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 damn. Wow. All right, we're going to keep it. Are right, you here? You want to yeah. cut? Okay. So just cut, throw them to the side. I'm not sure if I'm going to be as precise. 2.8. Oh, Sam, I'm not very oh, good 10. at this job. We could make 3.2. Okay, 3.9. Well, that's my first bagel, so. Yeah. It's your first time at the bagel rodeo. Yeah, that's a 3.5 bagel. 
Now, while this is happening, you want to make sure you've got your water heating up. Okay. Because after these do their little bench proof, mm -hmm. we have to poach them. Okay. And what is it? Just plain water? No. So okay. it's water with a little baking soda. What's that do? And it changes the alkalinity of the water yeah. so that it gives you uh, a nice brown crust. Oh, wait a yeah. minute. How does that work? It's chemically. Science. science. So the alkaline water coats the outside, so when you bake it, it turns brown? Yeah, it gives you a shinier crust. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. And these are these are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the most imprecisely weighed <laughs> bagels. <laughs> Some are 3.7, 4.1. Okay. But that you're working with me, and that's, that's as okay. good as I can get. Okay, so leave them alone for a sec. Okay. So in, tr in commercial baking, yep. they use something called diastatic malt syrup, oh. which um, is like a form of sugar, okay. basically. Right. Malt powdery? Yeah, stuff. it's a syrup, and it's, I don't know what diastatic means, but that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And that also, it adds uh, the sweetness, because we're going to use a little honey in the water. So you want okay. a little bit of sweetness, but then you also want that alkalinity, so the malt Sweet is Sweet alkaline. alkalinity. So how yeah. long, once we... Lower these into the boiling water. How long are you poaching them before oh, you bake long. them? Like 10 seconds per side. And then do it's you quick. let them dry before you bake them or you no, put them right into the oven? because you want your toppings to stick. Got it. Yeah, so you want them to be wet. So boiled first, fished out, put on a baking sheet, sprinkled. And baked right away. And how high is the oven? So I have it at 425. Okay. Um, when I do it at school, I crank the oven up all the way yeah. because we're going in and out okay. constantly. And then about how long do they bake? They take about 15 minutes. Okay. If, if the thing is, if you go too hot, what happens is they're going to bake fast and they're going to be kind of puffy. Okay. So if you <gasps> no, go a little slower, they'll dry out a little bit more and they'll okay. be a little denser, chewier. All right. Okay. So we've got so our... We've got them cut. Our, we've got our water on the stove in okay. preparation. Right. So now we start to roll. I don't think okay. we even need this silk pad. You can go right on my 25-year-old linoleum disgusting countertop, countertop <laughs> which I cleaned three months ago. So. Part of what I love about this podcast are going into, you know, professional chefs' and homes seeing and seeing... how crappy they are. <laughs> so it doesn't like, matter. Nobody... Professional chefs don't have, like, the most glamorous oh kitchens God. unless you're a celebrity chef. People are always like, oh, you must have a really nice kitchen. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're like, I make really great food it's out of from a really crappy kitchen. Right. And you'll notice there are no cabinet doors because they fell off. <laughs> I thought that was your open show. No, like, see, prerogative. It's like particle board. Yeah, yeah. And the, they fell off. Well, you've been here, you said, 25 years. 25 years. years. Oh, and we're about to renovate. Yes, well, but, we'll come. When no, okay. Nobody can see them. All right, so, so I'm rolling these out into a rope. rolling it out into a rope. About, How thick? Um, well, it's more about long, so about oh, length. a foot long, like that. Foot long. Got it. Like 12 inches. I can just think about like the ruler on my desk as a foot, so I'm yeah, trying to use like that, that as my that's approximation. That's perfect. Okay. That's good. Yep. Then you're going to wrap it around your hand. Okay. Like that. Like a bracelet? Yeah. So and like do this. I fold it? You can do like a little twist if you want. Okay. So I join the ends. You join your or ends, like, I go. I usually, I went like two inches then, beyond the ends. Yeah. Oh, and now and then you're you rolling roll. through it. So you take that, so so you're Stick overlapping your the two ends. in between in yeah. the hole. Yeah, so it's like you roll it out into a snake, and yep. then you wrap it around your hand, yeah. sort of right at the top of your palm where it meets your fingers. Yeah. And you overlap the ends on your palm side. Mm-hmm. Right? Got it. And then you start rolling back and forth along the counter using your palm, and that seals up 
that overlap. That seam. Yeah, that seam gets sealed up. Okay. And it gives you a little bit of like a nice twisty I'm rolling it, structure. but it's sure. Oh, t- oh. Like that. I'm sort of twisting on itself. Like that. Yeah. But it's there's such a giant hole. It's like a two it's inch okay. wide hole. It's okay because okay, as they sit and they proof, that's going to shrink. Oh. And when we bake them, when we boil them, that's okay. Good. So you actually okay. want to exaggerate it because it doesn't bit. even look, it doesn't look anything like a bagel. Not yet. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So you can even you can kind of exaggerate it. And then we're going to put them on our sheet on pans. your baking sheet. Yeah. Just to bench proof. So we're going to let them sit for fifteen minutes right. before we throw them in the water. Yeah, now it's pretty warm in here. Yes, it is. And we don't want them to overproof at room What happens temp. if you overproof? They, I mean, get they get too puffy? Big and poofy and, and, and yeah. Cottony. We cotton. don't want that. Yeah, they kind of lose. So I'm going to move these away. Oh my God, I'm a pro now. I just rolled this bagel without even hesitating. I'm actually going to, it's so warm in here, I'm going to stick this in the fridge. You're bench proofing in the fridge? Oh. I just want to cool yeah. them down. It's a, a minute. By the way, while we're taping this, it is the middle of winter. But this is Brooklyn, or this, any New York City apartment in yeah. the middle of the winter is extra hot. Sauna. And we don't even keep the heat on. Like our heat <laughs> is turned off. No, I know it's that. From the oven. It's so ridiculous. Well, we have the oven and a pot of water. But when you going. live in an apartment, it's like you have all the residual heat from every other. Yeah. So, are you do you approve of that bagel? That's beautiful. Okay, it's yeah. so lopsided. But That's you know okay. What? It has personality. It evens out. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so we are going to come back once they're all rolled out for the poaching Mm -hmm. process. So stay tuned. Okay. We're back. Okay, so we have rolled, we have proofed, and I'll just say while we were off air, I made a, uh, my own bagel here. Mm -hmm. I did a turmeric um, golden raisin bagel. Yeah. And you didn't even roll your eyes at me. I appreciate no, that. Yeah. I love turmeric. It's like a riff on the cinnamon raisin. Yeah, and I love golden and, raisins. Yeah, golden raisins and golden turmeric. Okay, I we'll see how they turn out. I think golden raisins taste so much better than black raisins. Yeah. They're like tangier. Yes, I agree. Yeah. They have a little more acidity going yeah. on. Not so much sweetness. Okay, so right, we have a pot water. of water. We're going to bring it back up to a boil. Okay. And we're going to put in baking soda. Okay. Is it going to, like, explode on us? A little bit. Okay. So you put in, like... Couple Ooh. tablespoons of baking soda. Bubble, 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 bubble. Yeah, change that alkalinity. Okay. And then you can add honey or sugar or. Let's do honey. Um, I like that idea. Molasses. The honey dipped. Yeah. I just like that you can call them honey dipped bagels because it just makes them. You can charge like more. You can charge more, and you can just I don't know. It just sounds more delicious. Yeah, and you just want a little bit. So how much? Like a tablespoon. Like, yeah. Okay. Tablespoon of honey. A good tablespoon at least of baking. Um, soda. Baking soda, not yeah. baking like powder. Like a quarter cup of baking soda. Oh. Yeah. And then, like, two if quarts of water? Um, what At size is that? two pot? and a half quarts. Four? Two? I don't know. <laughs> a, a, big, a big pot. A big boatload of water. A big water. pot. Okay. okay. So we've got our... Boiling honey. Our favorite tool. Soda. The water. Water. Right. So you're putting that into a... Str- oh, you're just putting them in right by hand. Oh, they float on top? I did not expect that. Well, they're full of air, right? They're full of gas. Oh. I thought they were going to sink like a stone, like a So just do like, like a three at a time because oh, a time. you okay. don't want to lower your temperature, okay. right? And you can either just like kind of drown or you can flip. And you so you're literally just doing it for 10 seconds. Like 10 seconds because you see how much they start to puff? Yeah. And you don't want to overdo it because if they puff up too much, they're going to collapse in the oven. Oh, my God. That was literally 10 seconds What's on each that? side. What is that? Schmutz. Okay. So go ahead. Flip <laughs> okay. those guys. So they never sink. No. Incredible. 
The pretzels sink because the pretzels have butter in them. They're okay. heavier and they have less yeast. So okay. flip that so guy. Okay. Look how the turmeric's like um, that looks brightening up. So brilliant. I, I wonder know, why I it's that. so much stronger colored. Just because from the heat or the alkalinity? Do you think that's what oh, colored it? Maybe, yeah. Chemical reaction. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, so 10 seconds each side. Yep. Take them out. Take them out. Put them on your baking yep. sheet. Brilliant. And then while they're still wet. Okay. Wait, let me flip that over. You want to. Sprinkle with your bagel sprinkle. Mm -hmm. Or you can put this like on a plate and dip them. Mm-hmm. Like that. I'm that, assuming that would be hard because they'd be so hot in you your hand. Well, you take it on that and you just plop it, you know, with your tool. You just drop it like, oh, okay. into the tray. Like a margarita rim. Exactly. You would drop <laughs> right, it in like your salting. <laughs> so yeah, I think that let's try that. Let's put that on a little um plate. Little dish. So we can truly saturate them. All right, so I'm doing I just did ten seconds. And I'm assuming you don't want Everything on your golden raisin. No, I want to keep those yeah. plain, pure. Okay, flipping you can salt these them over. If you wanted. So the oven is preheating while you're doing this because you flip them right into the oven. Yeah. When you're done. Yeah, you don't want okay. them to sit here for too long. So this poaching is literally just to put the alkalinity on the outside yeah. for color and texture. So what's happening is the water is dissolving the surface starch Ooh. and creating like a film of gelatinized starch. And that's what gives you your shiny crust, oh. that very smooth, shiny crust that bagels have that comes from the boiling. It also jumpstarts the yeast, right? Because they're like, oh my God, right. they're in hot we're water. We're so hot. Yeah, we're so and hot. And they also jumpstart turmeric, we're just learning yeah. here. All right, yeah. so I'm taking this out and I'm going to dump it right in the plate. Okay. I don't know if that was a good idea. Yeah, not, you can we'll flip see. it out too. Oh. Here, and then here. I don't feel heat in my fingers, so. You have asbestos I hands. I do. Restaurant hands. Okay, back on there. There you go. Yep. All right, so then we're going to open up the oven and then just put this whole tray right in. Um, let's do, do this. We'll well, do let's do this this first, and then we can do that off okay. while these are baking. Wait, but we can do both oh. at the same time. So go on the top rack and then we'll reverse. Okay. Yep. Bye bye bagels. Oh my god, they already smell like bagels. I think it was just. The, I think it's the bagel seasoning <laughs> is. is what makes them yep. smell like bagels. The everything bagel seasoning. I didn't even know you could buy everything bagel. I thought you had to make your own everything bagel no. mix. Nope. This is from Trader Joe's? Tra this is from Costco. Trader Joe's sells a little tiny one. Oh, yeah. Can't but, buy it in tiny yeah. quantities. Yeah. No. All right, so 10 seconds on each side for this. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to pause, come back in 15 minutes with our golden bagels. Okay. It's All right. been 20, how many minutes? 22 minutes? It's been... We did 15, 16, about 17. Okay. 17. Ready? I'm ready. It's too bad it's only radio. Open sesame. Voila! Oh. <gasps> oh my god! They look nice. like bagels. Ooh, nice. Holy cow. Yeah. We could open up Crusty, a bagel shop. Totally. Oh my god, look at the bottom. Now that we is could amazing. go darker. See, in here we're like a little soft. Uh huh. We could reverse yeah. the pans. Let's see how the bottom ones look. I mean, the bottom Some is brown. Like oh, those are even puffier. Oh my God. More well that, done. That's like an H&H &H bagel right there. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's nice and yeah, dark. Yeah, that's a nice color. Part. Let's take a, make sure we take a little photo of that. Let's put these back in for just like a minute on the bottom, just to get a little more color on that bottom. Okay. People, you're going to be very impressed by these. They look really good. Dang. Artisanal. Oh my Handmade. God. Handmade bagels. Okay. So I want to eat one of these yeah. like pronto. I yeah. know you're probably supposed to wait and let them cool a bit, but mm -hmm. um, too bad 
<laughs> so as they cool, I bet they, you know, they taste a lot better as they cool. They do. The flavor yeah. develops. You know, all baked things continue to cook. Like everything continues right. to cook. But baked like items a turkey. continue to cook mm -hmm. as they sit okay. and the flavors develop and... Um, you're really not supposed to eat bread like right hot out of the oven yeah. because it's really not done. But no one's stopping you. Et voila, right. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get any flack from anybody. No, I will not criticize okay. or judge. Um, <laughs> however, with these, yeah. I do find that as they sit and cool, they firm up. Like, see, they're still oh, kind they're very of soft. soft. All right, I'm and ripping so this want, apart. Like a denser bagel. Oh my God. If, you know, like if I bring them home and they've cooled for like six hours. They have better. Right. Um, I'm opening up your fridge because I bought um, Tobiko cream cheese to eat with these, which is the <laughs> so little. fancy. I know. The little uh, it's like red. Japanese Jewish hybrid. Right. Red. Is it trout roe? Um, flying Tobiko, fish. Tobiko. Flying fish roe mixed yeah. with cream cheese, which is a very good thing. Oh my God. The crumb on this is knife? amazing. No. Do you want a plate? Uh, Plate, knife, these are all ridiculous questions. That's yours, I just need my hands. Okay. I am going to get a knife because my fingers are burning. So I can spread the cream cheese on. Which, this is a turmeric. This is a turmeric. Oh, right? yeah. God. Non-seeded. I've invented a new bagel. You have, I love that. Like, it's like a real egg bagel. There's no eggs in it, but it looks like an egg bagel because it's got turmeric. probably not egg in the right. egg bagel either. <laughs> right. All right, I'm putting the cream cheese on. Oh, my God. Yeah. That tastes like a bagel. That's what it is. Such a good crunchy crust and such a soft, it's like a custardy interior. But see, here's what you have to do because all those seeds. I've never seeds, had a bagel this hot because. Those seeds fall off, so I like to do this. Like you oh yeah, you dip them. Dab your cream cheese in, in all the fallen seeds. Oh my God. Because you know, it's that's like Velcro. how the everything bagel was invented because they were doing, you know, poppy and sesame mm -hmm. and all that. And mm -hmm. they would have these trays full of all these fallen seeds. Brilliant. Yeah. Erica, phenomenal. I feel like I'm never going to buy a bagel again. <laughs> you can literally do this on a Sunday morning because you only have to proof it for 15 minutes. I know. Boil it and bake or. it for 17. That's like under an hour for fresh bagels. Yeah. All right. Well, thank Amazing. you. You're so welcome. Thank awesome. you. And uh, it's so good. It's definitely so make these at home, folks. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Kitchen Radio. If you're interested in today's recipe, you can find that and more at homecookingny.com. Just click on the podcast link. There you can ask me any of your culinary questions or even pitch yourself as a future guest. And when you find yourself in New York City, please join us for a cooking class at Home Cooking New York, our cooking school in downtown Manhattan. Until next time, toodaloo!